This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The crowd, did they misjudge you when they started booing? Because I heard the booing from the crowd at that moment. Yeah, and then I started playing well and they started cheering. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Inside Out Tennis with Max Cohen, brought to you by Believe, LA's number one sports podcast network. First of all, I just want to say that I'm super pumped to be working on this new pod and bringing you guys some sick content in terms of the ATP. So as this is week one, I just want to give you a little quick rundown as to what you can expect on the show as it progresses. Um, I'm just going to be bringing on some special guests to talk more about the top stories that are hitting and revolving around the ATP this week, next week, and from here on out throughout the year. Everything from marquee matchups, who's playing well, who's dropping off a bit, injury reports, and of course, following up with the tournaments and who's playing and just seeing what's going on throughout the season. I just want to start out by saying that tennis is not the gentleman's sports that it once was. It's not guys in short shorts and high socks. These players are sick athletes. And tennis is really in a transitional state. You have the regime of Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, and Rafael Nadal. But that's all really changing before our eyes right now. We can literally see this transition happening. And that really brings me into my first talking point. And there's no better way to start a tennis podcast than talking about my guy, Nick Kyrgios. Nick won Acapulco last week in Mexico, beating a world-class draw. He beat Rafa in three sets, Stan in three sets, John Isner in three sets, before capping it off with a routine win, straight sets against Alexander Zverev. I mean, this guy played unbelievable tennis. Nick came out focused, determined, and wanting to win, something that we haven't seen from him in an incredibly long time. He's an incredibly talented guy. Like I said before, I think he's the most talented player on tour. And if he continues to play with this drive, hitting his first serves, hitting his spots, and moving and really setting up the forehand the way he has been, I don't see anyone standing in his way other than, of course, Novak to win slams. He's going to win a lot of slams. I can see him in the top 10 within the next year. This guy is the real deal. And not only that, he is great for the sport. He is why people buy tickets. Nick actually tweeted out pretty sarcastically before his first round match in Acapulco against Andreas Seppi saying, and they say I'm bad for the sport with two eyeball emojis and a picture attached that were the fans that were lined up to see him play a first round match that if Andreas Seppi was playing anyone else, there would not be that kind of attendance whatsoever. And just to speak on that for a second, I was reading an article this morning and it said Nick has made more in endorsements and ticket sales in terms of revenue than any players other than Rafa, Novak, and Roger. And to me, that's incredible for 
a number of reasons. The standalone point is that he is 23 years old. He was born in 1995. He is young. And I mean, that's just where the state of tennis is. Really, you have guys like Denis Shapovalov out of Canada who is really making leaps in his game. And you have guys like Tsitsipas, a guy who is about to break into the top 10. Karen Hachinov. Uh, Felix Agur Alassim, one of my favorites, FAA, who I'm extremely excited to see what he can do at Indian Wells this upcoming week. I'm sure he's going to do well. He got a wild card. He's 18 years old, and he is untouchable the way he rips that forehand. This dude pummels the ball. He moves great. He's 6'3". Just another instance in which a young gun is about to make moves into breaking in and potentially contending for a Grand Slam and winning a major. I'm also excited to see Marcos Girone out of UCLA, the 2016 NCAA champion, make an appearance at Indian Wells. I just, he just qualified, and he has a pretty nice draw in terms of opportunities that I think he can really capitalize on. He plays Jeremy Chardy in the first round, definitely a winnable match, and then is scheduled to play Alex Diemenauer, another young gun out of Australia, and that's going to be a great match. Obviously, Diemenauer, the heavy favorite, but we'll see what happens. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure Demon Hour will step up and take advantage and probably win that match, but it will be definitely a match that I would recommend checking out. So let's move on from hyping up Indian Wells, which I am obviously really excited about. I get to go down there, but there's something that kind of got passed over in the media because of all Nick's success in Acapulco, and that is Roger's 100th career singles title. And of course, Roger's legacy is incredible. He's won 20 Grand Slams, and really, the legacy he leaves behind is much stronger than that of Jimmy Connors, just because Connors played 30 tournaments a year, whereas Roger has been playing 13 to 18, and in recent years, much less than that. Roger's not in this for the records. He's not in this for the titles. He's just playing because he simply loves the game of tennis. I don't think he's chasing these titles, and people are combating that statement with the fact that he's playing the clay season this year. And that, at least to me, is not chasing titles where he only needs nine more. It's more about him trying to defend points and not drop out of the top 20, which he will because he lost relatively early in the Australian, and if he doesn't win Wimbledon again this year, there will be a big drop, and that's why he's playing the clay season this year, which is something that he hasn't done since 2016, where he actually did pr pretty well. He won Istanbul and then made a move to Italy, where he finaled and lost in five sets to Novak, and then in the French Open that year, he lost in the corners to the eventual champion Stan Wawrinka who was at the top of his game then but regardless Roger is a good clay player he just doesn't play so that he can preserve his body now there's no doubt about Roger's influence in terms of what he has brought to the ATP obviously with his charities and his foundations Roger has done more for the sport than any player ever but um, one thing that happened actually broke this week was Chris Kermode's firing after six years of serving as the ATP president, and that did not resonate well with Roger or, or Rafa for that matter. And when this story broke, there's actually said to be a lot of turmoil between the top three guys, Roger, Rafa, and then opposed Novak. And at Indian Wells this week, they were said to have 
scene, Roger and Rafa have around a three-hour meeting. No one really knows what that's about, but there are inclinations that this is regarding Chris Kermode's firing. Now, this just broke this week, and I'm definitely going to be talking about it more as more details come to light, but I just want to touch on it as it just just happened. Now, Chris Kermode has been instrumental in terms of bringing in new events and the, for example, the next gen ATP finals or the new adjustments to the challenger tour series, which makes it tougher for guys to get points in the lower level tournaments, but also keeps the ranking up to 700 as opposed to whoever gets a point gets a ranking. The decision was voted on by the council, the ATP council, which is led by Novak Djokovic and then second in command would be Vasek Pospisil. But I am really all for this, and the reason Chris Kermode is not going to be in office anymore and won't be renewed after this season is because players are not getting paid nearly enough. Tennis is the most frugal sport in terms of paying players. There was a study done that actually said that the U.S. Open in 2018 made $350 million in revenue. Um, now the players get about 10% of that, which is extremely low in soccer. For example, players can make in huge events, obviously will make up to 65% of the revenue that comes in and is brought in by the event. But tennis, the ATP really has a monopoly over the events. It's not like you can change clubs in soccer and go to a different country under new management and make a fair living. You have to play the ATP events as a tennis player. It's not like, Rafa or Novak can boycott and be like, dude, I'm not playing I'm not playing Acapulco this year just because I'm not getting paid enough. Their points will drop, their money will not come in, and they can't play other matches, so they won't be ready for big tournaments that are coming around the corner. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about in the world of tennis, and I'm super stoked to be working on this new pod and bringing you guys everything that you need to know about the ATP. That is all that I have this week. If you want more information, hit me on Instagram. It's inside underscore out underscore tennis. Um, DM me if you have any topics you want me to talk about or any questions. Um, All right. Well, that's it. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.